hear a little bit from this uh, amazing midrash that um, that I saw a few days ago. It's the first time I, I read it. I haven't prepared myself. I haven't read it enough. Um, but I think it's a very um, it's a rare piece of information. It's a very unique and special information. We all know that there was a great uh, debate between the siblings. We spoke about it a little bit um, between Yosef, the righteous man, and his siblings, the holy tribes. There were arguments between them and um, like even fights that brought the brothers to take that horrible decision to sell their brother um, to the Midianim. And then the Midianim sold him to the Ishmaelim, and the Ishmaelim sold him to the Egyptians. And then he was in Egypt. Over there he was um, sold to um, Potiphar, that was a minister in the, in the kingship of Pharaoh. And uh, then he went to prison for two years, and then raised after dreaming his dreams to become the second and king, the viceroy, um, and um, and as we know, was um, a savior for the public of Israel, for all his family that went because of poverty, because of drought, of seven hard years that was in the in the Middle East. So, a little bit of review on, on history, but um, to the point, Yosef was the firstborn to Rachel. Rachel was the second, the first wife, but like the second wife of the chosen, main beloved wife of Yaakov, but the second wife of, um, of Yaakov. And the other wife, main wife of Yaakov was Leah. So, and of course, we have Benash Fachot, the two children of Bilha and Zilpa, that are also considered as part of the tribes. Of course, also the children of Yaakov. But there are spiritual levels, there are certain differences um, between the things. They came from different mothers, and the mother's spiritual level and um, and and pure intention differences set different destinies and qualities to their children, of course. And while all of them were the children of Yaakov and chosen and complete with their faith to one God, like we say, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, all the people of Israel are united under that um, kippah, that umbrella of, of Judaism, of, of honest faith to one God. We all accepted it on ourselves and all received the Torah from Mount Sinai after cleansing in the in the in the pain and struggle, a labor of 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 Egypt for over 200 years. Definitely we're all one unit as nation of Israel, but there were arguments, there were debates, like in any good family, there were issues among the brothers. And um, Binyamin, he is the second child of Rachel. So Binyamin and Yosef were very, very close, or like supposed to be very, very close. The main arguments that Yosef had was with other brothers, with Yehuda mainly, we're going to see it here, and with Shimon. 
they were the two ones that had like real issues. Like they, they could not stand Yosef. Like they had issues with Yosef. Now, to give a certain review, and maybe I'm like already because I read it a little bit. I'm like maybe I'm explaining a little bit of what we're gonna read, but um later on in later generations so the kingship of israel was divided to two into two the sec one section was the tribes of israel 10 tribes of israel and the other section was yehuda and binyamin and also the levites joined main most of the levites joined and um, the tribe of yehuda so we Jewish people stayed with our king, King David, and then his son Shlomo, and on. And the 10 tribes, mainly by the leadership of the tribes of Yosef, the children of Yosef that were Menashe and Ephraim, they went off track. They went off the derech of Judaism. They went elsewhere. They started to worship idols. They were sacrificing even their children to to like idols worshiping in very severe ways like to the baal to the ashtoret and um, ashtarot to um, um like yesterday other that I, I mentioned it really maybe even rather not to mention their 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 names ways of 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 black magic and dark forces um idol worshiping in very foreign and very mean bad ways and that's why also they have been punished to be exiled from the land of israel and 1000 years before the tribes of yudai and binyamin and levi were exiled that that's the main exile that we know to bavel by the river of babylon we sat and cry and so 1,000 years earlier, by the kingship of um, Ashur, the Assyrian, they exiled the 10 tribes. The kingship of Israel fell in the hands of the king of Ashur, and he exiled them towards Syria, Iraq, and they spread among the nations. They, didn't, they never came back to Israel. Refugees, some of them did, but only individuals. The main amount of the tribes found their way out to the exile, and they're about to come back. Now, the argument between the tribes of Israel to the tribes of Yehuda, 10 against 2, were mainly the next level of the debate between Yehuda and Yosef, because Yosef was the main one to take the 10 tribes. He was like the leader. Now, we're not talking about yourself, Yosef himself. We're not talking about Yehuda himself. We're talking about the tribes, the leaders of the tribe of that generation. And like we explained yesterday with that uh, spiral that is expanding and expanding, the same exact situation that took place between Yosef and his siblings took place 1,000 years later among the tribes of Yosef and the tribes of Yehuda and on and on. So there was a great debate when Yosef took the tribes from the tribes of Yehuda, when Yosef is saying to Binyamin, hey, Binyamin, you're my brother. You should join me. And Binyamin is choosing with a heavy heart to join Yehuda. 
because he felt that's the truth. Now Yehuda is from the children of Leah, and Yosef is from the children of Rachel, and Binyamin is also from the children of Rachel, but still Binyamin is standing against Yosef, his own brother, the closest one to him. And he tells him, no, I'm standing with Yehuda. So now we're going to read. Introduction is a very interesting thing. That was an introduction to what we're about to read. Introduction is a very interesting thing. So in that um, Midrash, we can see the, the will of Naftali, the, the explanation, the inherit, the will, the expression of Naftali to his children on his deathbed before he passed away. Naftali spoke with his family, with his tribe, and that's what he told them. Naftali, the son of Yaakov, when Naftali was old and was about to, to pass the world to come in his greatness, um, he gathered his children and told them, my children come and accept the commandment of your father. And they all came and, and told him, we came to hear you and to follow and to obey to all you're going to command us. And he told them, I'm not commanding you, not about my money, not about my silver, not about my gold that I leave for you under the sun. And I'm not commanding you anything heavy that won't be able to keep. But I want to tell you one light thing that for sure you will be able to keep. His children answered again and said, speak our father because we hear you, like whatever you say. And then he told them, I am not commanding you on fear from heaven that you should serve him and to attach yourself to him. Because the main thing that you should do is to tell him what you need to your work and he will supply because he's supplying to all his creations, all their needs. So mainly look such a wonderful legacy Binyamin is giving to his children. Like, I will not command you on fear from heaven, on faith. This is something simple. Whatever you need, talk to him and he shall give you. Like giving all the needs to all his creations. Simple, simple faith. He gave it in one amazing line. And so they said, our father, um, why aren't you commanding us to follow the laws of the Torah? Why are, you, why are you not warning us about the laws of the Torah? Do you see that we're going to walk away from the path of our ancestors? Because that he such a short explanation and guide them only on faith and on prayer, they felt as if maybe he is suspecting them or sees with his divine spirit that they in the future not going to keep Torah. So why to command them on something that is like hopeless? So he answered to them. So Binyamin is answering his children. Hashem is my witness and I am a witness that as you said will be. Like, yes, it's the truth. You will fall from your level, definitely. But you will not follow after the idols and you will not follow the laws of the nations, um, of the different nations. 
And you will not join the children of Yosef. Like, that's a very harsh thing. Like, for people to hear that, it's like, what? He now compared the children of Yosef with the, the, with the nations and also with the idols worshippers. Like, what's going on? I told you the introduction, so now you have a certain idea, but like to see that first time, like in that line, Binyamin is telling them, don't join the children of Yosef. Like, what? How can you, what, what, what do you mean? Why Yosef? Like children of Yosef, great people. Zulati im bene Levi bene Yehuda. But you will join the children of Levi and the children of Yehuda. So here you see the next level. He is guiding them and he is telling them, yes, you won't, it won't be easy for you. You will have a great fall, but be blessed not to join the idol worshippers. Don't attach yourself to the beliefs of the nations and do not join Yosef in his way. Just join the tribes of Levi and the tribe of Judah. They told him, what did you saw to commend us so? Binyamin answered them, because I knew that in the future, the children of Yosef are about to walk away from Hashem, the God of their fathers, and to make the children of Israel sin. And because of them, the children of Israel will be exiled from this good land to a land that is not ours, as we exiled by him in the labor of Egypt. Exactly as we found ourselves going to Egypt, we're going to find ourselves, like the children of Israel will find themselves going to another exile. And that will happen by Yosef. And more, I'm going to tell you the vision that I saw when I was a shepherd standing with the, with, with the animals. And I saw that 12 of my brothers, um, shepherds, with me standing in the field. And here our father came to us and told us, my children, run in front of me. And each of you going to catch what, what he will catch. Go, go fetch. Go bring whatever you're going to bring. And we answered him. We asked him, what should we look for? What should we catch? We cannot see anything but the moon and the sun and the stars. Like there was nothing in the field. And in the sky, they saw the moon, the sun, and the stars. When Levi heard that, Levi was fast. He already caught the idea. And he jumped towards the sun. And on the sun and ride upon it. That was the vision of Binyamin. You see that Binyamin, the brother of Yosef, has similar concepts, world of, of imagination, of idea. The vision was also about the 12 children of Yaakov standing in the field, like the dream of Yosef. But now Yaakov is commanding them and telling them, and Levi, that we know that the main wisdom of Yaakov passed on to the tribe of Levi. The tribe of Levi is the tribe that Moshe came out from and Aharon HaKohen came out from, from the tribe of Levi. So the tribe of Levi was the tribe that received the secret 
the, the, the real Kabbalah, the real knowledge that's been transferred from Avraham to Yitzchak and then to Yaakov, mainly passed on to Levi. Even in the years of exile and labor in Egypt, the tribe of Levi was not working as slaves. They were sitting and learning. All the rest of the tribes were working, but the tribe of Levi was like Orthodox people sitting in the yeshivot, learning Torah, not going uh, elsewhere, not working, like only learning Torah, Torah, Torah. That was the nature of the children of Levi. And also later on, the tribe of Levi was all about carrying the Mishkan and, the beta, and building the Mishkan and setting it apart and then carrying it. They were all dedicated always to Avodat Hashem. That is the nature of the tribe of Levi. And the Kohanim are a certain section that came out from the tribe of Levi. There is so much to learn, huh? It's so amazing. Good. So Levi realized, oh man, we have only the sun, the moon, and the stars. Okay, reached the sun, jumped and sat up on the sun and started riding on the sun. When Yehuda saw that, he did the same and caught the moon and started riding on the moon. And also all the other nine tribes, each and every one of them jumped on his star in the zodiac that was related to him in the sky. And I was only... So, and there was only the tribe of Yosef alone. Yosef didn't move. Everyone jumped. One took the sun, one took the moon, everyone took the stars. Yosef standing, not going. Yosef <laughs> was special. You don't know. Yosef is a troublemaker. Yaakov told him, my son, why didn't you do as your brothers? Yosef told him, what what's the story with 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 people who were born like what's the connection why the children of women like men will ride will jump to the sky like story what's the deal in the end they're going to come back to earth like it's it's a waste of time to jump on the sun and like in the end you're coming back right so why did I'm going to jump for me to come back? Like, it's just a waste of time. Like, children of women, like human beings, they're walking on earth. So what's the reason? What's the purpose in, like, jumping now to catch the sun? And then you're coming back, right? So, like, I'm standing. There's no reason. Like, he was shrewd. So... And what that Yosef said was true. And here there was one bull, um, uh, an animal, that was very tall, standing by him. And he had great wings, uh, wings of a bird, and his horns were tall, very, very tall. And Yaakov told him, rise, my son Yaakov, and ride upon that bull, about that, on that animal. So Yosef sat upon that animal and ride. And Yaakov walked away from us. After two hours, 
Yosef was like controlling the animals in in like in in proudly like he 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 cut the the way of of that animal sometimes he was walking sometimes he was running and sometimes he was flying with it till he reached Yehuda Yehuda is sitting on the moon in the vision of Binyamin right so he came to Yehuda so Yosef held a certain stick in his hand and started beating Yehuda, his brother. Yosef, pick up a fight with Yehuda. Start beating him. Yehuda told him, my brother, why are you hitting me? So, Yosef told him, because you're holding 12 um, parts, And I have only one, like I'm holding only myself and you leading all those ones that are around you. Give me 10 of them and we're going to make peace. Yosef is claiming, Yosef is demanding. Yosef saw that Yehuda went up, sat on the moon and took certain control on all the rest of the tribes. Yosef did not like that idea, came to him and told him, I want a, I want 10, and you will take two. Yehuda refused giving the 10, so Yosef kept on hitting him till he took the 10 against his will, and Yehuda kept only two of them, Yehuda, Binyamin, and Levi. And then Yosef said to the 10 brothers, why are you chasing Yehuda and Levi? Walk away from them and follow me. Yosef is telling the brothers, follow me. Don't keep following Yehuda and Levi. Follow me. When the brothers heard that from Yosef, they moved away from Levi and from Yehuda as one person to follow Yosef. And there was no one left with Yehuda except for Binyamin and Levi. Binyamin, brother of Yosef, that he's the one who had that vision, and Levi. When Levi saw that, he went off sadly from the sun. He was sad and went off the sun. And Yosef said to Binyamin, his brother, Binyamin, my brother, you are my brother. You should also follow me, walk with me. And Binyamin refused following Yosef, his brother. The day was about to finish, like evening came. And great storm came and separated Yosef and his brothers. And there were only two together. And when I saw that vision, so there was only Yehuda and Levi. And Binyamin is standing and see that vision. And when I saw that vision, I told that to Yaakov, my father. Now Binyamin is coming back to reality. Now we're not in the vision anymore. Now, Binyamin is telling his children, after I saw that great separation between Yosef and Yehuda, Yosef is taking 10 tribes in force from Yehuda and from Levi. I went to tell that story to Yaakov, my father, and he told me. Now, Yaakov told Binyamin, my son, that is a dream. It will not change anything in the future 
because it's not a Mishnah, means it's not, we did not receive that knowledge in a tradition. It's your dream. You had dream, appreciate it, but it will not change the reality. We never heard about that separation. Yaakov said now to Binyamin, don't worry about that vision. It's a dream and nothing more. But after a short time, not, not a long time, I had another vision that we were all standing with Yaakov, our father, on the bank of the great sea, of the ocean. And there was a large ship and with no people. Our father told us, do you see what that I see? And we, the tribes, we told him, yeah, we can see them, like the ship. He told us, you look at me and follow me. Yaakov, our father, took off his clothes and threw himself to the water. And we all went after him. That's the second vision of Binyamin. And Levi and Yehuda jumped first. And Yaakov was with them. And in that boat, in that ship, there was all the good in the world. So they were the fastest swimmers. Yaakov, Yehuda, and Levi reached that ship. And in that ship, there were treasures, all goodness of the world with no end. Yaakov, their father, told them, look to that direction. And Levi and Yehuda looked and they saw that it was written on that boat, Leben Bercho El. On that boat, on that ship was written, it belongs to the son that was blessed by God. And all the goodness that there is in it is for him. When Yaakov Avinu heard that, he was very happy. He bowed and praised HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he said, not only that Hashem blessed me in the, in the land, he also blessed me in the sea. And immediately told us, my children, now be strong. And each of you will catch whatever you're going to catch from all the goodness that is here on that boat is your share. Immediately, Levi jumped to the like to to where the curtains are like to the highest place of them all where you see the view and jumped and he caught that Yehuda jumped on on the other pillar that was there and caught it as well so Yehuda and Levi caught the highest positions again like before before they caught the sun and the moon now they cut those caught those two pillars and all my brothers held each, held um, part of like whatever was there, like on the, on the boat itself, on the ship itself, on the deck. And only Yosef stayed alone. Yosef is not moving. He's waiting. Yaakov, our father, told him, Yosef, catch something for yourself. Why won't you? Yosef refused. When my father saw that, that Yosef didn't want to catch his share, he told him, my son, come here and take, take the wheel. You're going to set, like, I want you to drive the ship. I want you to sail the ship. 
lead it. And your brothers will follow till you're going to reach the land. And he taught us, each and every one of us, how to sail the ship. And he told and he explained to us how not to be afraid from the waves of the sea and from the storm of the sea, if there are going to be a storm. And when he finished commanding us, so Yaakov taught the people of Israel how to, how to sail at sea. Amazing stuff, amazing stuff. I'm telling you, like, I'm not going to say 1% of the world. I'm, I'm going to tell you 1% of Jewish scholars, scholars, not Jewish people, Jewish scholars never read that Midrash. This is a rare Midrash. Like, it's like very, very special, very unique. Like, you have a big merit to, like, I read a lot of Midrashim. I read a lot of books. It's like, it's like barely people know that Midrash. It's like, it's not, not being discussed at all. Okay. So when Yaakov teaching us about that, he disappeared. And Yosef took the, the wheel, one to his right and one to his left. And all the rest of the brothers were like behind him. And the boat was like floating above the water. And Levi and Yehuda are sitting on the, the two pillars to see the path where the where the ship is, is going. And each hour that was... So in the beginning, it was in... Everything was in good spirit between Yehuda and Yosef. Yehuda was saying, go to the right. Yosef was sailing to the right. Yehuda said, because Yehuda is sitting high on the pillars. And he's saying, go to the right. Yosef is taking to the right. Left, Yosef is taking to the left. Until there was an argument between Yosef and Yehuda. And Yosef stopped... Um, taking the, the the boat as Yuda said and then the boat started to go to wrong directions and the waves of the sea started to hit the boat and 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 re rejected it to a rock and it broke and then Levi and Yuda went off those pillars to run away everyone were trying to save themselves from, from the from the storm and also the rest of my siblings, Binyamin is saying, everyone tried to run and to escape to the land. And here Yaakov, our father, came and found us scattered, everyone in different places. One is here and one is there. And he told us, what happened to you, my children? Why didn't you lead? Why didn't you take the, the, the ship in a proper way as I commanded you? So we told him, we promise you, our father, we did not move from what you commanded us, but Yosef made a crime, and he did not sail the boat as you commanded us, and as Yehuda and Levi told us, because he was jealous, because he was upset with them. So Yaakov said, show me the boat. I want to see what's happened, and let's see how the the pillars are still if they're still standing and let's see if the boat is still floating up on the water and our father called us and we all gathered to him and he threw himself back to the sea and healed the ship Yaakov fixed the boat and he rebuked Yosef 
and told him, Yosef, don't continue acting like that with your brothers. You almost, almost all your brothers were lost because of you. And when I came, Binyamin is saying, and told my father that second vision, my father clapped his hands and sighed, and his eyes were tearing. And for a long, long time, he was crying. And then he told me, it's a thing. Like, he confirmed that the vision was a vision of truth and not like the first one. On the first one, we didn't have an evidence. Now, after the second, it's a thing. I held the hand of my father to hug it and to kiss it. And I told him, my father, the slave of Hashem, why were you crying? So Yaakov told me, my son, the fact that you had that vision twice, that that vision came again, because of that, my heart fell and my body collapsed. And my sorrow is for Yosef, my child, that I love him more than anyone else. And I... And I gave him greatness. But because of that, that he received greatness, you will all go spread among the nations. Because your first vision and the second are both one. One vision they are. And therefore, my children, I command you not... So now Binyamin is saying that to his children. So Yaakov confirmed that Yosef will separate the tribes. And then Binyamin is telling his children, we're going back to that part in history when Binyamin is commanding on his deathbed his children. Therefore, my children, I command you not to attach yourself with the children of Yosef, just with the children of Levi and Yehuda. And also I'm going to tell you, that your destiny is to receive the best part of the land of Israel, of the Holy Land, because we know that on Binyamin's blessing, it said, in Binyamin's blessing, it said, Ben Ketefav Shachen, between his shoulders, the Mishkan is, Beit HaMikdash is in the part of Binyamin. Binyamin's inherit the land, the part of the land of Israel, of Beta Mikdash is in Binyamin, close to Yehuda. Yehuda in Binyamin. Yehuda is Jerusalem and the desert of Judah, and Binyamin is like in the heart of of that area. So Beta Mikdash is in the two parts, also of Yehuda and also of Binyamin. And Kodesh Hakodeshim, the Even Ashtia, the holiest part of them all, it's in Binyamin's share. So you'll be. Like you're gonna enjoy the blessing and and the and the goodness of the land, and I'm warning you, not to be ungrateful and not to fight and not to not to argue with the words of Hashem. I'm 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 making you swear that you will um, that you will follow the laws of Hashem and you will enjoy Hashem's blessing and the Holy Land's bounty. And do not forget Hashem, your God and the God of your ancestors that he chose, that Avraham Avinu, our father, chose him. And when the generations were separated, in the days of, of separation, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu went down from the highest sky of them all and brought down 70, 70 angels. And Michael was the first one. And he commanded each and every one of them to teach to 70 families of the children of Noah 70 languages. And in Dorha Palaga, in the generation of separation, the angels taught the nations their languages. This is why the Chinese, they speak Chinese, and the Japanese speak Japanese, and the Hindus, they, they speak their language. And each and every nation was taught a different language by the angels. And Mies went down and did so, like their, their maker commanded them. And only the holy language of the Hebrews, Leshon Ivri, was left in the house of Shem and Ever and in the house of Abraham, our father. That he is from he is their grandchild. So Hebrew is our language. Till that day, everyone were talking Hebrew. From time of creation, everyone were talking Hebrew. But in that day, in the generation of the Palaga of separation, 70 angels came down and taught 70 languages to 70 families of the grandchildren of Noah. And each and every one of them caught one of those languages and went with it with his family, taught his family members and went. And we left with Hebrew, only us. We left with the whole language of Hebrew the children of Avraham Avinu. And in that day, Michael announced that Hashem said to 70 nations, each and every one on their own, you know that you, re re that you um, re re um, re re rebelled, that you re rebelled, that's how you say, that you rebelled against me, Hashem is saying. And that connection that you tied against the master of the sky and the land that you wanted to build that building to against the true god now i'm telling you that you have this last opportunity to choose who you want to serve and who will fight for you from heaven then the evil named nimrod said me I don't have none that is greater than the one who taught me and my nation the language of Kush. That's it. Like, I'm serving my angel. He didn't want it to go back to God, to the source of the angels, to the one who sent. He said, oh, the angel told, taught me the language, me and my family. We don't have no one greater than him. Also Put and Mitzrayim and Tuval and Yavan and Meshech and Tiras and all the rest of the nations chose their kings. And they and none of them mentioned the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of them mentioned the names of the angels who taught them the new language. And then... Because that Michael said to Avraham Avinu, Avraham, who are you choosing and who are you going to worship? Avraham answered, I'm not choosing and I'm not um, taking anyone else but the one who 
created the world in his speech and created me in the stomach, in the belly of my mother. A creation inside creation and put a soul and a spirit within it. Him I'm going to choose and attach myself to him, me and my seed forever and ever. And he's saying that to Michael, the one that asked him. Then the divine one separated the nations and inherit each nation and nation, their share and their destiny. And since that day, all the nations of the land were separated from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from the maker, except for the house of Abraham alone. Only he left with the maker of the universe to serve him. And our ancestors, Yitzchak and Yaakov, they followed Abraham. Therefore, my children, Binyamin is saying, I ask you to swear that you will not walk away and not worship another god ever, just only to the one that our ancestor chose, because you should know that there is no one like him, and there is no one to make the things that he can make and do the things that he can in the sky and in the land. There is no one stronger than him. And you should understand a little bit of his power from the creation of men. How many wonders and wonders there are in the man from his head to his toes. From his ears he can hear, from his eye he can look, from his mind he can understand, from his nose he can smell. From his throat he, from his, um, throat he can make out voices, he can talk. And he can eat and drink. From his tongue, he can speak. With his mouth, he will complete the power of speech. With his hands, he can work. In his heart, he can feel. In his spleen, he will be happy. In his liver, he will be angry. His uh, digestion system is grinding. His feet are walking. And, and his... And in his lungs, he is healing his spirit. And from his kidneys, he's finding advice. And there is no one of the man's organs that his art and use and purpose will change and switch. Just each will do his job. Therefore, any person should pay attention to put his heart on all of these himself, who is the one who created him? Who is the one who made him from a stinking drop of seed into the belly of a woman? Who is the one who brings out to the world the light and gives the man the ability to see and the power to walk on his feet and to be established and to stand tall? Can there be something greater than that for a person that receives the power of understanding and received the live soul into him and spirit of purity from God, from him? Praiseworthy is the one who will not filth his spirit, the spirit of holy, the Holy Spirit of God that he put within us and treasured in inside of our bodies. His worthy is the one who will bring it back as pure as it was given to him, to his creator, like he, the day that he received, that it was deposited into him.
That is the end of the words of Naftali, the son of Yisrael, that rebuked, that rebuked and taught his children in sweet way as he was always. That is the end of the will of Naftali ben Yaakov. Such a great blessing. I think that um, there is there are no words to add after hearing this um, wonderful, wonderful holy script. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh Hashem, may Hashem offer and influence His great bounty upon us all and for us to learn from the path and way and attributes of our ancestors to follow the maker with a happy heart, with a wishing soul, in an innocent and good way, not to pick up fights, not to argue, not to claim, not to demand, just to be righteous and pure and humble. A soul that is pure, that was treasured by the maker within us, going to heal us and strengthen us and bring us to the completion of our goodness, for the expression of our goodness, and for us to succeed to bring the wonders and the miracles that the world needs. And for the day of redemption, we wait and hope and pray resurrection of the dead and the Almighty reveal His unconditional love upon His creations. In our days, Amen. Tomorrow, we have a podcast. You're all welcome to join. We're going to broadcast it as well on all our outlets. And um, yeah. may you be blessed. Thank you so much. Many blessings. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Good to see you Bye. guys.